0: Hey guys, Brent here for Geek Variants. In today's episode, let's talk about the Rings of Power and what went well. So, we're about a year almost removed from the Rings of Power. And don't worry guys, for those of you that hated this, there will be a separate video. With being objective, you have to look at both sides. What went right? What went wrong? And for Rings of Power, man was it a divided bunch. But, what we can say, some things actually did go pretty right. And we're going to talk about them now. Look, Amazon had a huge hit on their hands when they did this show. 100 million viewers globally far outpacing any show of that current year and easily amazon's number one show overall beating out the boys which is another phenomenal show that we also have other videos on if you want to go check those out much appreciate rotten tomatoes 83 percent blanked not bad not bad metacritic 71 out of 100 uh that one's a little bit harsher graded metacritic is always really hard to score well on most people use rotten tomatoes because it's always a little bit higher than what everything else is scoring it but what went well with the show worked on a couple different levels the one thing that i will say that was an absolute positive no matter which side of the fence you fall upon it on it brought new fans to middle earth with 100 million viewers there's bound to be someone who started to fall in love with Middle-earth, Lord of the Rings, Tolkien's work. They'll find The Hobbit. They'll find the Silmarillion. They will find all the lost works of Tolkien and start truly appreciating this universe. Tolkien built up one of the best fantasy universes ever, and it's been mirrored time and time and time again, but never matched by many of today's Prominent writers. Tolkien was far and away ahead of his time with all, everything that he wrote. And having the Rings of Power be this immensely popular can only provide good things to each and every old fan because now you get someone you get to talk to, educate, and enjoy Middle Earth with. And that has to be a resounding win no matter how you look upon it. Another thing that is fairly interesting about this show is it tried at times to piggyback off what Tolkien built. Uh, Peter Jackson's success clearly led to a lot of what we have here. The Rings of Power was founded upon Tolkien's work and Peter Jackson's back for the animation and live action appeal that the universe was created. The adaptation was damn near flawless, I'll say. It is easily my favorite trilogy of all time. Not even a question about where that allegiance lies. And Rings of Power attempted to piggyback off a lot of good things about that. And when you have something that well revered as Lord of the Rings, because it was easily the first geek film to bust right through and win a whole bunch of Critics Awards, Academy Awards, it was nominated nine times. It won nine times. The Lord of the Rings. Which is crazy for the time period that I was at. Lord of the Rings was running and winning the Olympics like Usain Bolt before Marvel was getting out of the box. It is nuts to think about it in that regard. Another thing that went really, really well with Rings of Power, I'll have to say, is the music. Bear McCurry hit this out of the park. And if you're a fan of the God of War franchise, you're all too familiar with his work this man is the best composer that is up and coming currently and it's about time to announce to the world just how damn phenomenal this man is and sure howard show composed the original main track howard Shore has been brilliant no one's going to be upset with this but the music in each and every scene was flawless every new land a new theme. It really made you feel like you were truly within each and every realm of Middle-earth and everything was composed brilliantly and effectively to capture both your imagination and also let your imagination play up certain scenarios that would happen within Middle-earth. It made you feel like you were truly inside of Tolkien's work and that is exactly where you want to be reading these kinds of books. I mean, it got nominated five times, five times, for its music. It won three times overall, Best Score, Best New Composer, and Best Critical Score, which is absolutely phenomenal for any type of show. So, Bear McCurry, hats off to you. You nailed it. Middle Earth, rings of power. You knew what you were doing. You took the time and the energy and effort and turned it into something that any and all fans Can truly appreciate and sure it may not be howard shore's original tracks but man is it absolutely brilliant it's like trying to say you're not a good composer because you finished second to john williams i mean it's just not it's not a fair assumption or assessment of the situation another thing that the rings of power got correct i will say visuals look the budget for the visual effects was absolutely insane They spent the largest budget in any TV show in history to bring us some of the best visual effects that you could possibly imagine. And each and every backdrop looked like it was something that was created and made to be a background for your computer. It is done to the absolute T to the nth degree. Each and every frame is beautiful. I think there was only one scene where I was like, really, you spent the budget on this and it didn't work out? It was the scene with the warg that looked like it was actually 100 times worse than what Lord of the Rings made. But literally everything else in the entirety of the series, brilliant. Top to bottom, is one of the most visually appealing shows. And you can see why 100 million people would tune into something that looks this clean and this detail oriented it won three awards just based upon its effects alone outstanding effects visual effects and effects and manipulation of the backdrop which is insane to think that something as simple as visual effects can make something pop but you have to admit you've seen low budget film that while well, the script was great visual effects couldn't add up and therefore the movie was bad for this tv series everything musically and visually was absolutely fantastic. This was without a doubt for me, the easiest show to watch all last year, the music easiest and most relaxing to listen to, and you truly felt like you were a place you needed to be. But to build upon those things, you need great actors. The show had four characters that I truly believe stood out above the rest. Now it's not Hallbrand. And no, it's not Galadriel. Let's just put that out there front and center. And yes, it's not a good sign when your two main actors slash actresses are not the people that are being highlighted for their performance. I'm going to start off with one of Middler's main leading men, Lord Elrond, Robert Arameo. Man, he hit this out of the park. He was quirky. He was funny. He was intelligent. He was poised. He carried himself the exact same way Hugo Weaving would have many, many years ago. And people like to be like, oh, Hugo Weaving, he's he's more strict. He's more rigid in the way he presents himself. That wasn't true, Lord Elrond. Well, when you go back and look at The Hobbit, and while at times can be much maligned for certain things, which we'll talk about on another day and another episode, Lord Elrond, Kind of cuts loose in the hobbit, and in the book, he was fairly relaxed. He had jokes for everyone, and he made sure to have the right level of wit, sarcasm, and intelligence in each and every single one of his responses. But he definitely took his role as protector of Middle earth very seriously. And this time, he's not that guy. He was more relaxed, he was having fun, and he spent a lot of time hanging out with another standout character during the fourth, Owain Arthur who I think was probably my favorite character overall in the show, period. He was funny, he was serious, he was entertaining to watch. Him and his wife going back and forth, discussing things, how to plan things out, how they talked about their day-to-day, was absolutely hilarious. And then to see him argue with Elrond, mind you, this is an elven lord in the making, and a prince king in the making, arguing like a married couple over the what should be the slightest or most minor of conveniences happening to them at any point in time where acting like boys will be boys in the funniest sense of manner where they just have to keep one on up, a one upping each other in each and every little thing that they do yeah that's entertaining television it's fun and also you got to see a serious side of durn when he was talking to his father he was trying to assert himself as this dwarven king. I took your lessons. I studied your works. I'm trying to emulate you. And I'm trying to be myself and be better than you. Ultimately, at the end of the day, because that's what every father wants, is for their child to be greater than them. Durin is trying to emulate that. And he's having the hardest time breaking through to his father that ultimately dwarves and elves can coexist. And ultimately that he believes in his kingdom He wants to have come to fruition. They will coexist and cohabitate. And him and his father do not agree on this one way or the other. But Owen Arthur portrayed his character to a T and showed what a struggling prince really looks like where he's trying to find his place in the world while still dealing with the simple complications of just being a merry dwarf at this time. And now we're gonna go outside of the confines of Kazadum, and we're going to talk about Arandir. Original character and man was the backlash for this character intense out of jump. They didn't even see 10 seconds of this man on screen and people were not thrilled. And ultimately I had some reservations as well. I had little faith in an original work being adapted correctly. I saw what happened when They got a little too loose with The Hobbit. I got burnt pretty bad. They added a lot of stuff in that movie that has absolutely no business being there in one way, shape, or form. And Israel Cruz Cordova, you did a phenomenal job of changing everyone's minds on Arondir. This dude was the second coming of Legolas, but predated him by a while. And ultimately, he portrayed a very, very... How do I put this... He was just simply a badass he was kind and gentle with the people he needed to be he was firm but not rude with other people who tested him at other points in time and the stunts and the level of skill that his character displayed overall were sometimes amazing and jaw-dropping but other times fell in a interesting category where he was basically an anime character within a lord of the rings backdrop which for those of you that don't watch a lot of anime, it means he was very overpowered and he was running around basically godlike in a world of rather simple things. At this point in time, there wasn't too many grand things going on, but Israel Cruz Cordova, you absolutely nailed this character. Rondir was phenomenal and you were rightfully nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Didn't win, but man, he put together a great performance on the screen that... Even the most diehard Lord of the Rings fans will have to change their mind upon. Which brings us to our last character who is put in a struggling position to try and figure out his place in this world. And that is Lloyd Owens playing the actor of Elendil. And the light of Elendil, something mentioned in the ring, in the Lord of the Rings. But Elendil, the father of our soon-to-be king. Boy, does that not have a lot of pressure, and when you met his son, you wondered why this man is not bald. Every single moment, he should have been pulling out his hair with his son, going from one buffoon moment to another buffoonery moment, struggling to make any and all correct choices in any level of anything. He was just struggling his way through, and ultimately lendil still had a daughter who was out there trying to start a romance in the middle of lend trying to figure out the correct way of navigating faith versus nationalism. He believed that the elves were all good people and that they got a bad rap in things and that they should be welcomed for any number of reasons and he doesn't see the way he doesn't see the elves the way the rest of everyone else sees them ultimately. The world may see them as a bad race but he won't and he absolutely refuses to. And he wants to foster peace and friendship and go back to the way things were when it was a simpler time and everyone just got along and could support their fellow neighbor regardless of what they looked like. And Alain Deal portrayed that very, very well. Lloyd Owens did an exceptional job of doing this. He had poise. He had charisma. He had grace. He had good wits about him. And when he needed to show a father's sternness to a child who'd been completely out of line doing something foolish, he had the right level of tact in what he did while reproaching them but also not making them feel absolutely foolish for things that they had been doing which is a correct form of parenting as opposed to just dumping on your child just because well look if you're a parent you'll understand this phrase kids will be kids they will do dumb things and you will look at them sometimes and be like really this is the choice you've decided to make out of anything you could have done these were not any of the options and yet Somehow you did them, and Lloyd Owens portrayed that brilliantly, and I think rings of power overall, if you are not, you know, if you're rigid in the fact that you love the books and you want the book step-by-step-by-step adaptation, this show did not sit with you. It did not resonate with you. If you're more open to interpretations, uh, guesses, and just flat out say, yeah, we we have the book, but uh, we didn't read it at all. And we wanted to create something new that the fans can kind of gauge their interest overall in. Rings of Power was for you. This show had a lot of good things going on from music to visuals to the actors to how much money overall Amazon just flat out made. They spent a lot of money on it and they reaped a lot of money from it they did exactly what they set out to do in creating a critical hit that even a year later still has a heavy replay factor i still enjoy it but that being said leave your thoughts in the comments below about what you thought went right with the rings of power and if you made it to this portion of the video might as well subscribe you're 17 minutes in to me almost rambling about the subject and don't worry Part 2 will be coming out next week, probably around next Friday, with things that went wrong with the Rings of Power. With all things good, there must be something bad. I will see you guys in the next video.